Welcome to the Ear Spoon. But what's an Ear Spoon? Well, according to the internets, the Bohemian Ear Spoon is a pole arm featuring a long, broad, socketed spearhead with two outturned lugs or ears, sharply bent hooks, straight spikes, or triangular guards. The guard prevented the weapon from penetrating too deeply into a target so that it could quickly and easily be removed and used to attack another target. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Graphic. But it adequately explains what we do here at the Ear Spoon. See, we stream our consciousness for your enjoyment, but we don't go so deep that we can't pull out. Ooh, feel free to insert your own frat boy joke right about there. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> We're Ear Spoon, designed with a digital lifestyle in mind that fits your schedule and timeline. Yes, indeed, radio and content when you want it. Who are we? Well, I am Fish. I'm Steve West, and this is the Ear Spoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking anyway. All right, you're listening to the podcast, The Ear Spoon. I am Fish. I'm Steve West. And today we're going to discuss the 5% rule. And here's basically what I have. it Now, it's a, a, a funny story behind the, the 5% rule. It was something I always felt very proud of mm-hmm. that I had come up with. And then I was just happened to be at a, a mutual holiday party. Huh? with uh, a, a certain chief of police of the town in which Steve and I reside. Uh, good man. And I was talking to him about my 5% rule. Mm. And he looked at me and goes, you ever in the military fish? <laughs> and I said, no. And he goes, in the military, we call them five, five percenters. And I said, wait a minute. Oh, wow. <clears throat> the guy's name's Gunny. You can't yeah. make that up. He's a Marine. He is. Good guy, too. Very good guy. Solid guy. Yeah. Um, and I said, uh, so wait a minute. I, this, I was... Thought this five percent thing was mine. It's not mine. Should've copyrighted. It's, you know. He said, "Well, in the military, we call them five percenters." He goes, "You call yours the five percent rule." Yeah. <clears throat> okay, but anyway, so uh, my my general rule of thumb is that five percent of the population should not be part of the population. <laughs> you mean living or just yeah, participating? Depending. I mean, there's yeah. there's there's varying levels of of how they uh, mm-hmm. how they do, and and, and mostly. You observe these people within the confines of your workplace. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, yes. Right. So um, thankfully, I work for myself, and I've, that's a whole <laughs> different equation. Yeah, there's that. But out in the workplace, there's five percent of the people doing the job that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> rising but, to their own level of incompetence. What is that called? The Peter Principle. Peter Principle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. You can apply that every time you see a cop um, tasing an old lady. Ooh. Know that they're part of the 5%. Yeah. They don't represent yeah. the 95% of the cops who are doing their jobs correctly. Career consultation available to you. <laughs> Consider options. That's all. So that's a 5%er to me. Because yeah. I don't think, because if we had, if every cop acted like that. Oh, my. Think about well, it. to be clear, and I think you, I know you well enough to know that I, we both feel the same way. It's like I think, honestly, whether it's firefighters or police officers or EMTs, these are noble, uh, honorable people amongst us who do jobs that I personally couldn't consider. I don't right. think I'd have the temperament for it. So, and my dad was an MP, and like I'm a big fan of of people who show up and save lives yep. and put out buildings and yep. on fire, et cetera. <gasps> um, but you know as well as I do, and we're you know, it's a discussion that's fresh in the world right now and fresh in the country. Shouldn't even be fresh, but has been ongoing, God yeah, knows. Yeah, but yeah. certainly up and at a higher level now. The discussion of what do you do with out of control 
police officers? What do you do with, I mean, what would you do with a, with an arsonist firefighter? Eh, you want to take care of that. <laughs> you kind of, you know, you kind of want to address that. Right. So, and like, that's not to say that therefore all police officers are bad or wrong or what have you, but like when there's a, 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 a I won't call it the lunatic fringe, but when there's a fringe element that's sort of chaotic, that brings, you know, disfavor and actually danger to other police officers, that's something that needs addressing. And if it's 5% or 10 or more, depending on how you measure things, yep, yep. that's a thing. It is a very, it's a real thing. And, and I mean, you can apply this across the boards. There are 5% of the priests out there that shouldn't be priests. Oh, that's a point. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are 5% of, of diner waitresses that should not be diner waitresses. And I know we've all run into one. I've run into that. I yeah. think I might have been one of those. <laughs> diner. You know, he does, <laughs> and I waited all, tables. All, all, all he, he looks killer in a nice set of uh, sensible flats. Well, I, you know, it's it's all about keeping your feet safe. And, health, is, and that's another is. subject. It is. It is. So, um, but we'll, when we when we drill back into this, the, this 5% to me has this overarching thing that seems to kind of control the optics and the narratives mm. and 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 gravitates us towards that we are swirling down the drain. That we let the 5% of the people, and, and uh, mm. uh, to quote a Bernie Sanders, when 1% of the population holds, how much, what is it, 98% well, Most of recently the it was 82% <laughs> of last year's wealth right. was accumulated by 1% of the, of the U.S. population. Right, yet we allow that 1% to continue to make our decisions for us or buy our decisions for us, however you want to Depending do. how you measure things. I would suggest that in the last few years, especially, and on the other side of Citizens United uh, and other mechanisms to make that be so, it's gotten worse and worse, and I think the numbers would back me up on that. It's become increasingly fewer people who possess most of that wealth. And when we talk about the 1%, it's become a vernacular. And thank you, Occupy Movement, and yeah. thank you, Zuccotti Park, for that. Uh but the, we're really talking about the 0.01% that's really the most flagrant and offensive side yeah. of this. And they control even more of that. And this is what I mean. We, we see um, steering of culture, you know, literally, literally taking away health care from children, you know, all to enrich the already obscenely rich. Right. And how can that be? You know, and, and then again, you hear regular working people defend that. <laughs> like, oh, we can't afford a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. That's a that's nearly three quarters of what it needs to break even. Like, well, yeah, yeah. what? Like, okay, a trickle down or something. Yeah, I'll pay a little more. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yes. I'm not. I'm not trying to go full right. on breadline socialist here, but I'm just. I am. You know, <laughs> I'm just. I'm basically saying, you know, if. If you have to, if, if the guy who is handling my food mm. needs to be paid five dollars more an hour, mm. so that random items don't make it into my food, yeah. Or how about get sick leave so he can not come in with the flu to make your right. sandwich? You yeah, know, so he's things... not dripping snot on my avocado. So you know, we can drill into all. Hang on, let 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 that sit in for yeah. a second. All right. Can you insert pictures in podcasts? I think, uh, we're I think working we just on it. Did. We're, yeah. Right. It's called close your eyes. Close your eyes. There's an avocado in front of you. Drip. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't want to side rail into too many of these sub-issues because there's a lot of it, but getting back to your, your initial point, it seems, and this is what's shocking, and if any of us, any of the people listening are political wonks, you can see some people that are drawn to politics and high-level politics are just the people you want there, just the people. But so many, you think, how on earth, how on earth in a million years would literally... Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people said, 
You've got my vote. I support what you do. I like the way you think. It makes your head want to explode. Right. And that's crawling all over D.C., God knows. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, there's, there's like, <laughs> I would have to say that 5% of our population is within the is within the freaking beltway. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Funnily enough, the, the disapproval rating for Congress, the last I saw it, may yeah. have shifted, was roughly 96%. So 4% of the population Four. Uh, is totally into what's going down in Congress. And 90, what other thing do I, Americans I, 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 agree do those on? those 4% just sort of walk around in a <laughs> locked room, bumping in a wall, going fake news? Yeah, I think there's news. a lot of that, or they yeah. may be Russian bots, I'm not sure, which <laughs> it is. Fake news, Maddow sucks. But at, what, right. Maddow sucks. But at what point do you say, wow, Americans, 96% of Americans agree on almost nothing. <laughs> you know. But here we are. But the, here's the, the flip side to that. Most people support their own congressperson. Yep. So 96% say, bleh, you know, yet you ask them, say, how about your guy oh, or gal? Oh, yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're so, awesome. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you make sense of that stat? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, we've had uh, um, our podcast originates from the great state of Vermont. Hooray. All right. And, uh, and, and, and we have a really cool congressman here. Yes, we do. All right. I'm a big fan of Peter Welch. Yep. And, and he, he is great. And, um, through uh, through past lives, both Steve and I have had many occasions to talk with him. Sure, and um, and past he's lives. he's a guy <laughs> and current. Right. Uh, but he, he's had um, he can talk to you. He goes, are, are we on the air? And <laughs> we go, no. He will literally say, "They're freaking batshit crazy down yeah. here." Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's, we have to fix this shit. He's ever the diplomat. He's a very polite yeah. and and gentle mm-hmm. soul. I'd love to, as I've said to him many times, I'd love to see, you know, sharpen your teeth a little and go in on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, when he, he talks very candidly. One of the things I like about him most especially, and again, here we are touting the value of our sole congressperson. Right. You know, we're not talking about our senators now. But our congressperson's good. Everybody else's is broken. But that's kind of the thing. <laughs> yeah. But then I think, what, a, what kind of brain comes up with a Michelle Bachman? What kind of brain comes up with some of the people that, that you know, Nunez or like pick your person? Yeah. And again, I'm pretty far to the left liberal. So kind of automatically like, really, Republican, really? And that's just my frame. But like, I'm OK with people disagreeing. As I've said many times to you, we've had this conversation. I was raised by a, a Nixon Republican dad, good man, solidly good man with, who cared a lot about people and a, and a liberal mother. And I watched the, the polarity between that. And they were both good people, you know, making sound decisions and trying to be fair about things. Left and right to me is a healthy tension. <laughs> this stuff like so you can elect. I mean, we were talking not long ago about whether or not a pedophile would be in the Senate. Like this was a oh, conversation being a had very, out loud. It's a very real. See, I grew up in a different household. I grew up. Both my parents were always a very, very democratic. Uh-huh. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad rose to a very high level in banking nice. um, in New York City on Wall Street. Uh, but he, he remained he remained true to his, his democratic roots. So I used to I used to get pushed out the door saying, go, go, go play with the black kids. Go play with the Puerto Rican kids. Go play mm-hmm. with the. You know, with, with, with the Asian kids, go play with those kids, but uh, stay away from those people. They're Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. You know, so. But that version, I'm not, forgive me interjecting, but that version of Republican, and we're talking what you're born around the same time as yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But like back in those days, that kind of Republican, the pre-Reagan Republican, yep. that made sense to me on some, on some level. I've never, ever been conservative in my life. I right. mean, this is how I am always, but. That to me was negotiable, approachable. You know, it, was, it just had a small government, fiscal conservative, blah blah blah. Right. And now it's reached a level of psychopathy. Well, when you look at a Ronald Reagan 
and they replay some of his speeches now. Right. He sounds like a a, a left a left wing yep. uh, gas bag. Well, I think Ronald Reagan was the impetus <gasps> for so much of the horror we're living right now. Oh, so yeah. putting that aside, yeah, you see speeches from it or George Bush the first yeah. on immigration. Yes. They're like, hey, open, you know, let's have everybody in. We're we're as strong as we are in our diversity, you know. So let's let's have this happen. And what happened? That's not that long ago. No. You know? It's not. It's, it's in our lifetime. Right. I mean, and and into our adult lifetime, not right. just even our, our 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 childhood lifetime. But there again, um, so you have this 5% rule mm. where people get elevated to positions they shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when since we're on the topic, voters, <laughs> let's turn that on their head. There's 5% there, but only 5% of the voters mm-hmm. should be voting. It, that's a, I, I, I mean, that, that's I a pretty that. stiff number. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's... Mm. You, you you constantly have five percent of the people who will step into a into a thing and go oh yeah I, I I literally heard this happen a couple of election cycles ago. Hmm. Um, somebody's talking to their wife in the next booth. Hey, who you heard of this guy? No, no, no. Vote for this guy. He's he's Julie's next door neighbor. Oh wow. <laughs> wow! Wow! Does that mean does it make him qualified? Wow. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, granted, it was probably for some you know local listing uh, thing right. that yeah. wasn't all that fence important. viewer. Yeah, fence viewer, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it probably wasn't all that important. But I thought to myself, you see, now there, there, in- and if you are a fence viewer, do not call this program. <laughs> yes, you can because we don't have a phone yeah, yet. Right? <laughs> uh, we don't have that phone yet. <laughs> we will in due time. Yeah. So, but. I mean, th- there you have it. So the, you're 5% of the people that uh, shouldn't be doing jobs and 5% of the people that should. So can you can you switch that around and make that into a, a voting member of society? Can well, you take the 95%? Can we turn that on oh its head boy. and make only 5% actually not qualified to vote? Well, here's the thing. I mean, again, we, we talk percentages. If you're talking about uh, you know potential qualified you know registered voters, that's one thing. When we celebrate the idea that one in three people comes out to vote, when we see that as a high watermark of, of public participation, mm. you got to question whether we're actually living a democracy at all in the first place. Right. And of those, and I've said this many times, if, for those that do come out, if you polled them and just asked them some fundamental questions about the basic structure of government or give me one or two position points of any of the candidates you voted for, it's really about name recognition. It's about I saw them on TV. Um, the the lack of information is shocking. But then again, you know, again, we can extrapolate this out and say like, People's ability to do critical thinking in this country has become, I would say, epidemically bad. Yeah. So just it, to take information, see facts, you know, deduce, figure out anything at all from available information is really almost like a 20th century phenomenon. I, I don't know what the fix is. I get so irritated. I, you constantly see people uh, voting wedge issue for oh, a yeah. candidate. So a lot of people voted based on building a wall, yeah. right, that Mexico will pay for. Mm-hmm. And by Mexico, I mean you and I, right. senior. Yeah, uh, but I got, a, I got a tax break for my, for my private jet, so don't be all like it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I'm Come sorry. on, man. He's always looking at the, always at the crepe hanging. Yeah, <laughs> always there. <laughs> just, just that guy. So... They go in and they vote on gun control. Mm. They vote on abortion. They vote on uh, military. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and, and I'm not saying that none of those issues are important. Certainly they are. Right. All right. I know how I feel about all of them. You know how you feel all about all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we will run into people who will not share our belief. Right. Um, so you just sort of have to accept, accept that. And how mm-hmm. I always viewed human nature working is that you can all should all come to a compromise. Mm-hmm. You should all be able to sit down around the table at the end of the day and say, yeah, okay, I see your side. I'm not going to move from my side, but can we move this a little bit more towards the middle hmm. and try to come up with something? I think that's what we had. Mm-hmm. I think that there's always, when one branch of government is controlled by one party, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in the case we are, as we sit right now, all three branches are controlled by one party. Mm-hmm. And that, even though I will make an argument that, that, uh, that, that, the, uh, that, that the sentiment Hitler is not... It is not a Republican. No, no, no. But it's it's really not about what his his uh, policy views or as if he has any consistent ones matters. It's about is he on a utilitarian level? He's certainly Republican, and I think the Supreme Court can only be argued as conservative leaning, depending. So you know, allegedly that's neutral. But at least the two houses of Congress and the uh, and the executive branch is certainly well controlled, and that's why the government shut down or something. Yeah, there's <laughs> so, that. Well, that that. This is this podcast is about the five percenters. Okay, don't get me started <laughs> about how how I've watched once again the Democrats snatch defeat I know. from the jaws of victory. Oh, there's a lot. I saw some fingers wagged pretty hard, my friend. So, oh, I've been listening to. I mean, what one of I, I think I was telling you one of the podcasts I, I often listen to is the Pod Save America sure, podcast. Very, very I, I enjoy that. Those guys Check are really, it out if you don't know it. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> those guys are prepping teeing off on the Democrats, and right they should. This is no opposition party currently, right? You know, it's it's milk toast corporate crap, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, and here's a here's a situation where you just needed five percent of them mm-hmm. to basically fall in line and just say nope, mm-hmm. let it let it shut down, yeah, let it shut down. But they don't control the narrative. No. They just don't. They don't control the optics. The optics. They don't control the narrative. And that's what's important, at least to 5% of the population. Now, in, in a Trump America, it's more like uh, 30%. Right. 30, he's got like a 30% approval rating, 35% approval rating, whatever it is. Lowest of all time. Mm-hmm. All right? Just absolutely garbage. Can't get out of the... Th- I think he, he, he popped up into, uh, into a 40 approval rating and then dipped down uh, by the time you were done with your cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and that you can pretty much assume and, and expect that in any party or with any leaning, one in four people is never going to budge, never going to budge. So twenty five percent is always going to be there. So I see that as the floor, as the floor basically. So any sort of movement from twenty five percent up is really where the measure is. So if we're at thirty ish, <laughs> like yeah. there's not much left. You know, yeah. there's not much wiggle room left in there. But like I, I've said many times too, and we're you know we're talking about you know whether people are attuned to things. If God forbid, and I can't even get my head around that somebody could have voted for this man in November. It's just mind-boggling to me, but that's just how it is. I can for- sort of forgive that. I can't understand it, and it's, you know, there's as many ways it's repulsive, but I can sort of forgive that, but here we are a full year later. If you can still get behind this, I doubt your fundamental judgment. Yeah. Or your heart, or both. Yeah. No, I, I, com- I completely agree with you. You know, we've we've deterred away from the five percent, but I'm okay with that because it's a healthy right. conversation. We yeah, need yeah, to yeah. have it. Um, 
but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. After everything that he's done, and I have said, you and I have had this conversation before. Mm. Um, whenever anybody says, oh, you know, like uh, I was having a conversation about uh, Obama, and uh, and I was, the funny thing was, was I think you and I both did not appreciate his use of drones. Oh, surely. Okay. Um, or lack of torture prosecutions. Right, yeah. So, I mean, there's not, it's not that we sit here unjudgmental no. of the previous administration. All right, but again, you're not going to do everything correctly. I was having this conversation with somebody who was completely just thought the man was a buffoon, the Called him the dumbest president we've ever had. Dumb, dumb. So oh, I mean, so on. I mean, right, right there, the conversation should be over, right? But it's yeah. not. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's when he called him basically no. a black Hitler. No. Yeah. I was like, okay. So the minute you pull unholster the Hitler word, conversation's over. Godwin's law. Godwin's law. That's mm. what it was. Yeah. Um. So you've you've lost the argument. It's over because you've got nothing else to stand on. You need to basically detonate something in order to get out. It's mm -hmm. watch Fox News. Did you see the Hannity clip the other oh day when he was God. talking about that? He goes, oh, but look at the car crash. Now he began the thing with the New York Times is trying to distract you and then said, there's nothing to this story, which was what? The, the porn we star have, story? We have our sources. Our sources are telling us there's nothing but there's, there's no, there's no what? Right. sources. Uh, uh, sources am I? Pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> I do not. I do not. Know, I, th I think that word. I think that does not mean what you think it means. And then he comes back and says, "Oh, turns out it actually is true." Now here's some a scene of a car crash. I know. Like so, he starts with like they're trying to distract you, and ends with a distraction. Yeah. And like this is what I mean. So we let's bring it back to the five percent, please. When when people. Because yeah. I, I don't think I finished my thought. I think I. Oh, just, forgive me. I don't want to. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't remember what I was talking about. Well, we <laughs> to be honest. That's all right. This is what we're we do. All over the place. Uh, <laughs> but but it, we can keep it tied to the five percent theme. In that, what on what level of your discernment of your ability to deduce information in front of you, do you not see that as just a wanton act of propaganda and redirect and right. reframing, and that literally it's the most popular news station that, uh, uh, in the country. So how is it? Uh, that's am I wrong? I think is, is, is Fox is, is, News is, number one? Is, blah blah blah. I mean, what, what, did, what, did they just poll like Indiana? Maybe I mean, that's what, yeah. what, what did they do? <laughs> you know, I mean, did they pick a deep red state? I think they asked all Bundys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anybody, anybody with the last name Bundy, uh, right. Coke. Oh yeah, Trump. Fox News. If you're not Fox News, uh, and I'm going to start making fun of people. I don't right. want to do that. So anyway, that uh, Hitler. That's that's. Uh, yeah. So you, you unholster that and 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 you do that, but. I have literally found myself actually drawing lines from Donald Trump to Adolf himself with the removal, separating of families, oh, pulling pulling people apart. And you know, I mean, this is a this is a different podcast for a different day. Mm. But I think that for the first time ever, and I still use it sparingly, the word Hitler. You can apply it here. Yeah, or pick your favorite uh, megalomaniacal lunatic, you know, Stalin, Mussolini, what have you. But, you know, there are, and many people who are experts on fascism and the march of authoritarianism will say we can draw direct lines back to these things. And it's not so much the character himself, but the, the fertilized soil in, in which he's doing his damage. 
Hitler did the same. And there are so many parallels that we, it's really, I, I focus more on, on the hatred and the ignorance that makes something like that occur. Mm -hmm. And that's a, so I think, yeah, Godwin's law being sort of pushed to the side, even Godwin himself said, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. (laughs) So the guy who was, who was originally, you know, uh, attributed to that, that idea. But yeah, we're seeing authoritarianism that isn't necessarily like, you know, uh, concentration camps and then the horror of all that. But it's the same sort of pushing non-factual emotional buttons to get people to do things that are bad to other groups of people. Yep. And once again, if you boil it right back down to that 5%, there's 5% of the population that makes that happen. Yeah. Somehow, we always constantly revert back to when the pilgrims landed here, do you think that there were more Native Americans or do you think that there were more pilgrims? Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine. Think about it, right? <laughs> Millions of Native right? Americans. Yeah. Now, the only thing that we can say here is that the pilgrims landed. They were all Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your Native Americans were all your liberal Democrats. Kind of. All about the common good. And you know, oh, we'll share with them. They're good. Right. They're bringing, look at this. They they. They brought us blankets. Breathe. Right. Breathe them in. Yeah, blankets. You know, and so, I mean, there you have it. I mean, for sure, more Native Americans on this soil mm-hmm. than uh, than even uh, the Nina, the Pinto, the Santa Maria could uh, bring on in. Surely. Or, or the Mayflower or whatever or boat. Jamestown you, and all that. Yeah, yeah. or whatever, whatever well, boat The would be dead on. without the help of the Massasoit. Right. Not Massasoit, Massapequa. Massapequa, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Massapequa, that's a stop on Long I know, Island. that's Long Island. <laughs> right. The Pequot like, Indians yeah. and the, and the, uh, uh, Massasoit was a guy. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't be misquoting the names of the tribes out there, but without the help of, help of the local people, yeah. uh, the pilgrims, the actual starved. indigenous folks, like those that were living there, this was not a discovered place. It was a place people lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. that. Yeah. Again, we can trail off into that. <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> we'll, right. do, we'll do that one around that Chrissy Columbus day. Huh? Right. How about that? Right. So. You've got you've always got this small amount of people who, who can rule a large body of people. Mm. How is that? Can I take a shot at that? Sure. All right. Um, Make sure the math works out, though. Right. I'm just well, take a nap. I'm, I'm going to do this up on the chalkboard. Watch this. Uh, so, I think we have seen uh, we. This is a governance, and and I to the credit of the framers, granted acknowledging the the slave ownership and some of the you know in the in the genocide of the native people but the the attempt was to empower the people to be in charge of governance it was a pretty radical forward-thinking progressive idea right Right. Mm -hmm. so and everybody even conservatives will say oh the framers of the constitution blah blah blah." it was a brilliant and still is in many ways a brilliant living document let's also add the iroquois were involved in in, and some of the ideas of the iroquois were pulled into that if we're going to talk native american stuff (laughs) but so the people said you know here's your democracy if you can if you can keep it uh, the framers, and then we move forward, and then there was a point at which I believe it went from, "Hey, we're the government," and I'm talking literally 1980 and Ronald Reagan. Yeah, but it was like, "Hey, we're the government," and Watergate, et cetera, push back. We're in charge. Humans showed up, protests, stop the war, women's rights, et cetera, and then somewhere around 1980, we went, "Can you guys take care of this for us? I, it's so confusing. Can I have a credit card? Now, can I go deeply into debt now?" And that's and we abdicated our responsibility as a citizenry, and for that reason, we have now seen the richest of the rich people and corporations take full control of the wheel, 
Yeah. And we're just kind of holding on for dear life. Yep. Give them debt. So I was uh, in, 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 a, in a past industry that I worked uh, that was a public institution. Yes. And and you can, you can say it. Be proud. I, I own I own Sniper Mart. We sold lots of high powered rifles. Sniper Mart. Um, oh God. So <laughs> there was through my life, I, I heard this reoccurring thing by business owners. Um, a hungry man works harder. Ouch. Okay. Um, that was it. Give me somebody who has two car payments, a mortgage. Uh, three toys that they have financed mm-hmm. and credit card debt up to their ears because mm-hmm. I know that guy's showing up for work every single day. You know, I mean, so all I'm doing is helping you sharpen your pencil on the point that you're making. Yeah. So I think that when you have people who are financially beholden mm-hmm. than you do, you have a much more subservient society <laughs> in which to. Well, they become a little more mal- a little bit more malleable. Yeah, is it? And since this we're not this is not the radio, we're not you, controlled by the FCC. This is where I can safely say, "Fuck you, capitalism." Yeah, you <laughs> that felt great. Didn't that fucking feel right great? Right on the microphone, we, I said, we, "Fuck you, capitalism." We're not going to swear a lot. Nope. Here on this podcast, <laughs> but fuck, that's hundred uh, percent correct. <laughs> but that's is what it is. I mean, and, and I again, I'm not saying small c capitalists. Like oh, I have a business, I run a business. Yeah. You know, like you know, making a living. You got to make a living. You got to do what you can do. But, like, the idea of capitalism requires an underclass. It requires people doing without. It requires people being undervalued for their efforts. It requires a a lower class, Mm -hmm. an upper class, a middle class, an upper middle class. Mm -hmm. It requires them all. Right. Right now, we basically, we have no middle class. We may be just... Just by fingernails, hello, yeah. Kil- Kilroy, mm-hmm. hanging on there, uh, an upper middle class, right. um, where we where we are just are measured by the car we drive, the house we live in, mm-hmm. the dog we own, yep. and how much did it all cost? Right, and the numbers are are tanking, and so there more and more of us are falling under the line of what used to be poverty. What used to be middle class, it's hard to even find that. Right. So <clears throat> I'm saying there, it's a, a requirement for capitalism to do what you just described. It's a requirement for to, to be this sort of it, it's 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 what's the word I want? Predacious? Is that mm-hmm. a word? It's like a, like a predator. I'm gonna have to look it up, but it was good. <laughs> Let's imagine I made it. It's a real word. Uh, but that this is the nature of things. It devours. And we're, you know, and then we're surprised when we, anyway, we're, you can go deep into, you know, the, the nature of those things, but bringing it back to where we began with this, with the 5% is it's shocking to me that so few people even have a consciousness of what's occurring with money, period. For example, when you see the numbers, uh, the number of dollars spent on social welfare, that's all of your helping agencies, that's all of your food stamps, that's all of your, everything that helps people. Yeah. Uh, it's literally less than a third of what corporate welfare is. So literally three times or more, excuse me, some would argue it's 10 times, but depending on your measure, but it's significantly multifold more that we give to corporations who, in addition to that, get tax rebates at the end of the year, who in addition to that pay less, fewer taxes than you and I do as regular working people. And then you turn to people and they'll say, oh, the damn poor are taking my money. I'm not paying taxes for the poor to be living in buildings and eating food. You know, like, meanwhile, like, you know, Johnny Eight Planes with 75 houses and servants all over is getting a 
kickback, you know, and like that doesn't outrage them 10 times or three times as much. They just go, well, you know, you know, the trickle down. Yeah, no, there's no. I have always said that the the theory behind trickle down economics in its purest form will work. But here's the problem. You have to rely on human nature to execute it. Right. And you have to rely on that human nature to be selfless. Right. And, and none of that are, will no. ever happen. From way up at the top of there, no. selflessness is not a trait that comes to the mind when you think about those people. And that, forgive me, and, and as I'm remembering this, and I, I, think it was, um, I think it was Trump talking to Oprah or, or Ellen DeGeneres or, or one of those talk show hosts mm-hmm. about wealth. <laughs> and at the time, I believe it was him. I, I may be falsely... Uh, giving him the credit, but the basic rule of thumb is the difference in living between making $10 million a year and $100 million a year will not change your life one iota. Untouched. You will, if you want to buy a million-dollar home Mm -hmm. in Colorado Mm -hmm. and you're making $10 million a year, you're going to buy that million-dollar home. If you are making a $100 million home, you are going to buy that million-dollar home. Mm -hmm. There is no difference in how you live. So, and then, again, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting a lot of, of famous people, but even like Rosie O'Donnell said, you know, to hell with a minimum wage. Let's, let's make, let's, why don't we institute a maximum wage? Mm. I, could, I could hear that argument. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which made a lot of sense. And I that's believe. what taxes are for. Like, that, you know, when people were taxed in 90 percentile uh, back in the, in the day in Roosevelt, et cetera, the, con- the country thrived economically through, uh, and, and it was a time when the wealthy and corporations, et cetera, paid for the commons, paid for the infrastructure, paid for the roads, highways, and build and bridges and labor that that created their wealth. And so that we got off that track, and then they and now this latest tax bill pushes it down even further, gives uh, permanent tax relief to court uh, relief to corporations. Like, dudes, you guys are using our backs to make your money. Mm-hmm. You're using our roads and resources, et cetera. You're paying for this crap. You know, and you're going to pay an adequate wage for people. But like, even now, you talk about unions with people, and they go, "Oh, unions are bad." You know, like, well, they certainly have their share of corruption here and there. But good lord, yeah. You know, we used to work seven days a week for in, in horrible conditions. Children worked. And you know, thank you, unions. Yeah. You know, I thank have to you, be the unions. obvious liberal. But. And yeah, well, you know, but the, but then you know, there are some unions who who abuse their their. Their lot now. Of course. You know. Well, power uh, does that. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it's a sad thing. Listen, uh, to bring this thing all in for a landing, mm-hmm. which is what I feel like we need to do. Sure. Um, my basic 5% rule of the day, my thought of the day, maybe my parting shot, maybe not yours, mm-hmm. but my parting shot would be that 5% of the people are controlling the narrative, mm-hmm. are controlling the optics, are control, are screaming fake news are out in front and just yelling all this stupid stuff, and we are drawn to it, mm-hmm. all right? And, we, like, flies, uh, like, like, like flies to shit, um, like a moth to a flame, we, we just watch it flicker until we burn out mm-hmm. um, when it does not need to be that way. I used it earlier today thinking to myself, were there more American Native Indians here when the pilgrims landed, or were there more pilgrims? I mean, that right there, bang, it hit Plymouth Rock, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. The Indians could have been savage people, and and then you and I aren't even sitting here. Right. 
Infiltrators, get Let's them. Get them. Could you yeah. imagine yeah. if 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 the American Indian approached the pilgrims like our government is approaching us? Mm-hmm. It would not that we would nobody would be here. Mm-hmm. Don't go to that place. No, right. man. That's <laughs> that, they'll eat you. That's one crazy mm-hmm. place, man. They they got these people well, like tans <laughs> and they got a massive tans and feathers everywhere and they kill right. you right. when you land. So don't go there. And I don't understand a word they're saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is i mean, this is what we're talking about, and we're talking about the clash of cultures, and maybe we can wrap it up and, and dot, dot, dot this for the next conversation. I don't think it's a conversation that ends very no. easily. But we're looking at urges, and again, I tie this also to conservative thought and Republican thought, and this is my, you know, admitting my own bias. I mean, I'm, I'm very much a liberal and far to the left, progressive, you know. Uh, but the idea of this rapacious mindset that says, I will take what I can get. I will seek it out. I will take it from you. The stronger survives this, the stronger gathers. And so now we have 1% of the people gathering up all the stuff. And I've said many times, if we had a table set for 10 people full of food till it was falling over the sides, why on earth would nine of them watch one of them eat all the food? That's that's what we're doing. And this is how, this is how it becomes. So that urge that came out of, of white Europe to come and dominate and take and capture and genocide, et cetera. I mean, if you know anything about Christopher Columbus, you know what a brutal, horrifying human being he was. That sort of rapacious urge was the birth of this country. Right. And that rapacious urge continues in the form of, of Republican, the Republican Party, and, and I think conservative thinking that says it's a male patriarchal dominance model, and it's simply not the way humans are at their best. We're a right. cooperative animal. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it's taken men 240 years to screw this country up to where we are right now, mm. it will take women at least half that time to fix it. <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right. Yes, please. All right, so you've been listening to The Ear Spoon. I am Fish. I'm Steve West. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you like the channel. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. We'll be getting smarter as we go. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that.